0: This is the 12 Songs of Christmas. I'm Alex Rawls, and this is my podcast about Christmas music. I'm back from a few weeks off being dad, but I'm back with what I think is a cool episode. I'm calling it a remix, because last Christmas season, I interviewed New Orleans' Big Frida, the Queen Diva, about her bounced Christmas music. She's recorded two EPs, Big Frida's Smokin' Santa Christmas and A Very Big Frida Christmas, as well as a handful of other Christmas tracks, including one with RuPaul. We talked about those, and in the process, she turned me on to a song, Big Timer's Christmas Blues, which Frida referred to, as it's more commonly known, Otis and Quesha.
1: You know, quesha. ever since you and I stopped seeing each other, I ain't been doing nothing but thinking, thinking, thinking. I ain't been able to sleep. I ain't been able to do nothing that required you being in it. Baby, I know that we've had rough times before, but we got through it. Like the time, all the power went off in the house, and we had to finish cooking the collard greens on the Happy Heater. But we did it together.
0: Earlier this year, I interviewed another New Orleans artist, Boyfriend, about her love of Amy Grant's first Christmas album. And while we were talking, we talked about Big Freedia's Christmas EPs, too, because Boyfriend helped produce them. I didn't use that material at the time because we had so much to say about Amy Grant, but I wanted to get to it because it helps round out the Frida conversation. Big Frida is a rock star, and she specializes in projecting Big frida in all situations. As a result, you always get a ton of personality, but Boyfriend helps to flesh out some of the hows and whys behind the songs. So this week, I'm putting the conversations together to get a better appreciation of how we get queer bounce Christmas music. Before that, though, I want to pick up another thread from a previous conversation. When I interviewed Joey Burns of Calexico, we talked about Mi Burrito Sabanero, the song Gabby Moreno sang on their seasonal shift album. Here's that version. The song is also known as El Burrito de Belén, and it translates as The Little Donkey from Bethlehem or The Little Donkey from the Savannah, depending on which title you're referring to. While researching the song, which I didn't know at all before Calexico recorded it, I found that it was written by a Venezuelan composer, Hugo Blanco, in the 1970s, and first recorded by singer Simon Diaz. It's a kid's song, telling the story of a boy who's going to go with his donkey to Bethlehem to see the Christ child. So it's no surprise that its defining version was sung by children as La Rondalita. Here's that version. <laughs> Mi Burrito Sabanero has since been passed around and interpreted in the way that most Christmas songs get passed around, and eventually, a Miami-based producer, DJ Laz, produced a Miami-based remix. Here's that. According to an article at the New Tropic that I'll link to in the show notes, another producer, A.T. Molina, remixed that version, and it has become a Miami Christmas season staple on the Power 96 radio station. Now, on the strength of those remixes, if you go to SoundCloud or YouTube, you can find countless remixes of the song, including techno versions and reggaeton versions. None of them solve the song's challenge, which is the kids' voices singing the song. Children sing "Christmas Time Is Here" for a Charlie Brown Christmas, but their choir-like performance, paired with Vince Guaraldi's meditative composition, helps the song get to real feelings. But here, the children's voices lock the song in as a children's song, and it takes some sexy energy and rhythm to help give it broader appeal. We'll finish now with A.T. Molina's remix, which has become a Miami staple. We'll be back on the other side with Big Frida and Boyfriend. You have been involved in both of uh, Big Frida's uh, Christmas EPs. Um, Was it 2016's A Very Big Frida Christmas and 2020's Big Frida's smoking Santa Christmas. What was your role? What did you do in those records?
2: Um, On the first project, I'm a writer on all of them, except for one where Frida covers um, Jingle Bell Rock. And on the second one, me and my creative partner and manager Ryan um, produced and co-wrote the whole project. Um, So you know it was like our our little thing that we worked on all through uh COVID it was was very bizarre um the only sort of regularity and sense of normalcy I had during 2020 was I know that me and Ryan and Frida would get in the studio to work on Christmas songs every week (laughs) Ah, 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 ah. Um, so it it feels like it's really exciting because um, with 2016, it was, it was like my first time to have so many cuts on one project, but I wasn't like, um, I, di- I didn't have sort of like a eagle's eye view of the project necessarily. Like I figured there'd be a couple other songs on it, but I wasn't quite sure. And I wasn't like totally in the loop. Um, whereas for this one, it like really feels like it's our project. It's me, Frida and Ryan making this project together. And so I feel, but, but I'm not the artist. And that's the first time I felt that sensation, and it's really cool, and I really like it. I, As a writer and a producer, um, I have grown like very confident this year. I didn't do any of the streaming performance thing at all. I just completely – I put my rollers down <laughs> and have just been in that – Roll. Ah.
0: No. Ah, hmm.
2: There's a, ah, there's a somewhere. I, I, missed, I missed the opportunity, um, and, and I've loved it. I've really enjoyed it. Not just because putting those rollers in is a pain in the ass, but also because it's a, a new skill set and, and something that I was like keeping myself out of because I didn't think I was allowed to go there. Um, and then this year has been like, no, I totally can go there. It's okay.
0: So. Going back briefly to 2016, what did being what does being a writer with Big Freedom mean?
2: Um, we get together and riff. <laughs> 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 um, usually, I come in with a concept and maybe a hook or some initial lines, and see and to see if he likes it. Um, so I, I usually try to bring it in like a nascent form, so that if he doesn't like it. We can bail and start something from scratch or we can steer it in the direction that he wants to go. Um, And it's always like a hang slash work. It's like, it's a really interesting energy because Frida is so just fun to be around. I mean, like the, the personality that you see when he's hosting and is on TV shows and all of that, like that is Frida. So there's always like hilarious, you know, like to just have catchphrases, fall out of your mouth like that (laughs) all the time. So so it's always like, such a fun hang, but it's also, we're very productive. Um, and, and I'm a really fast writer and, uh, between me, Freya and, and Ryan, I kind of like, I'm like driving the car, I guess you could say. And, um, you know they're like throwing like, hey, we should turn left here. Hey, we should da And so and, I, and I'm the one like at the computer typing, 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 typing. Okay, what about this? Or what if this lines this da da da? And it all just kind of falls together quite quickly once we have that initial thing uh, set, our initial roadmap <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> in place. He
1: he he up the, the holidays the holiday. Turn it up. Turn the heat up. Make it jingle all the way. Jing-jingle it. Yeah. Jing- j- jingle it. What? Heating up the holiday. Turn the heat up. Turn the beat up. Then we be like la la da, la la da, la da, la, da, la. Da, da, We da, like la da, 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 la, da, 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 la. I'm I'm excited about this new Christmas project just because um, it's something totally different for me, being that I came with a rap Christmas album this year versus last year. I kind of did a a bounce Christmas album. So this year is going to be a little bit different for for the Christmas album for me.
0: Sure. So let's just go ahead and go to that since you just brought it up. So you you have a new Christmas EP coming out this season. Tell me about it. Yes.
1: So I'm, I'm excited about it because this time I'm, 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 I'm rapping a whole lot more versus, um, what I normally do. And, um, you know, I've been working with new producers on this Christmas album and, you know, so it's lots of new sounds still incorporating Christmas, but really, um, you know, um, I would say very lyrical, um, versus what I normally do, um, like my last EP was the last Christmas EP, so this project is really exciting for me, um, just because it's a new, fresh take on music for me, and it's just very exciting um, the way that I, you know, put the music together, me and my my producers and my writers, and um, I, I wanted to do something different, and this is definitely something different. <laughs> Him, me. Got a bad case of the gimme gimme's.
0: first track on it is is, uh, better be and that's gonna be that's the first song out so tell me about the story behind that well I mean
1: you know for Christmas usually people want to um you know have all of these nice different things or whatever and for me you know I was just explaining um, expressing some of the stuff that I would want. And it better be big, better be new, better be, you know, uh, red-bottom shoes. Just different things that I would want to see for Christmas, you know, for myself. And, you know, hopefully other people as well. Um, you know, kind of that's where I was, think- you know, what I was thinking about when, um, what can I do different, you um, for for this Christmas EP and Better Be was one of the first songs that I recorded um when I started the project and just some of the stuff that I wanted you know that I will want for Christmas and I kind of explained that into into the song
0: why did you start making Christmas music in the first place
1: Well, when I did the first EP, I wanted to do something different because I like Christmas music. It's a great time. You know, it's it's the holiday time. It's times, you know, a time that you can lift people's spirit. People's usually, uh, you know, are very happy around the holiday time, especially Christmas. And, um, you know, when I did the last EP, everybody said you save Christmas. Just the joy (laughs) that I brought behind it.
0: (laughs) What was the first Christmas record you did?
1: First Christmas record I did was um, "Rooted a Big Booty Reindeer.
0: That and that was on that was on the last uh, on your last EP, right? Yes, on my last EP. Did did you do that? Was that before the uh, before Make It Jingle?
1: Um, all of that kind of came around the same time. Ah. Um, you know, Make It Jingle. Rooted a Big Booty Reindeer, uh, Jingle Bell Rock, all of it came around the same time because I got placement in Office Christmas Party, all of that around the same time um, last year. So all of that was happening, you know, together.
2: Rudy, the big booty
1: reindeer, had a very large behind. And if you saw it jiggle, it would really blow your mind. All of the other reindeers, trying to make him feel ashamed. They would look down on Rudy, just as he wasn't the same. Then one froggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudy, all you do is work. Won't you show me how to twerk? Then all the other reindeers.
0: So why do a second uh, Frida Christmas EP? Why not? Well.
2: I guess it'd be my only question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think with Frida, it's not like working with a vocalist or a band it Frida is like a a brand an institution sort of so it doesn't really matter what Frida is doing it's still going to be um the Frida version of what that thing is whether it's a cooking show or a piece of merch or a reality show or a song it's like all of it to me has equal value whereas for other artists it's like those other things that aren't the music are like um, maybe commercials for the music, like they're to point you back to it. Right. I really do feel like the, like Frida has, has at this point such a cultural footprint that all of it is just like, boom, like carrying sort of the same weight. And so to do a Christmas project isn't to me the same as like if Beyonce were going to do a Christmas project and now everybody's like, what's she going to do musically? You know, right. like, Let's pick it apart musically. It's like, no, well, actually, I'll take that back because Beyonce can do whatever she wants.
1: <laughs>
2: right. uh, uh. But, um, do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's, yeah, it's sure. like, like you're going to follow Frida wherever. You're going to follow Frida to Christmas. You're going to follow Frida to learn how to cook. You're going to follow Frida to do blah, blah, blah. Sure. Whereas someone who's like capital M musician head, there's like this like seriousness that takes some of the fun out of it and makes it be like like well why are you making a Christmas project? It makes that question relevant. You know right. what I mean? Yeah,
0: I mean one thing. I I felt like for a long for a long time now, like Frieda's the biggest rock star in New Orleans, and and Fred I mean not just in New Orleans Frida's is an out not rock star, and and weirdly I've actually been thinking about what sort of being a, a rock star means these days. Kind of, I mean. Probably at least dating back to you know when post Malone released Rockstar thinking what is what does that phrase mean anymore, especially like when it's in a hip hop song. And kind of one of the things I've been playing with is just the idea that being as being a rock star is, for instance, you are kind of bigger than your contradictions that just kind of by virtue of your personality, your presence, you know, your footprint, makes it possible to just kind of plow through whatever sort of is in your you know is, is in your way. If things don't entirely make sense, that's okay. But it also means part of what your part of your product is sort of is defined by that stardom. And the fact is like you're like everything Frida does is giving you Frida. And, and so it does so to a great degree this like you say this for the subject matter Doing jingle bell rock or rock around the clock doesn't drastically change things. It's still it's, it's still an expression of Frida. And an expression of sort of of ness And uh and and it's all and it's always exciting and it's always fun.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um it's like, you know, and I I made the Beyonce I mentioned Beyonce before as like uh what's the opposite of a As an apples to oranges, but now I'm gonna completely go back on that and say apples to apples. That means things are the same, right? Yes.
0: Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That game apples to apples has forever confused me of what it really means. Um, Because there, you know, I read this New York Times article, I think it was, about how it doesn't matter that Beyonce doesn't get Grammys because she is music history. And I feel the same way about Frida, that at this point, the music is an aspect of it. Um, and it definitely is the like the seed that was planted that birthed it. But I think that Beyonce wouldn't have to release another album for the rest of her life. And it's like, she's still Beyonce. <laughs> right. um, and I feel the same way about Frida, except of course, that's not going to happen because we're making tons and tons of music. Um, and he's—I don't think that he feels this way. I, I think that he's like, I want my music to be at my level, you know, like it needs to be as big as I am, and it's not there yet. Um, so we're—we got tons of stuff up the sleeve to to release. And the thing is, he's an incredibly talented vocalist, an incredibly talented writer and performer. So that whole side. Is probably gonna have another moment that does overshadow all of the other stuff. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell,
1: rock. I'm big, freedom, want to rock around the clock. Shaking and bouncing, it's working too.
0: needs to happen to make a Christmas song or sound like a Christmas song? Well,
1: just some of the elements of Christmas, you know, Christmas bells and chimes and um, stuff that relates to Christmas that, you know, gifts and shiny things and glitter and sparkles. And, you know, I'm thinking about everything that you will want to see for Christmas, presents and happiness and, you know, anything related to the the um the fa la la's and the you know the ho ho ho's and the you know right. all of the christmas um the christmas lyrics everything that comes around christmas santa and jingle bells and reindeers and you know you you're thinking of ornaments and you know um all kind of stuff but you know this year i flipped it a little bit and i'm i'm thinking about all kind of stuff that I wanted to incorporate into um, you know my Christmas album, and instead of um, you know like a, a toy shop, I did a boy toy shop where you you're, you're picking you know I have a selection of different um, gentlemen that 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 you know so just different stuff and flipping it and and making it into my own you know right. Shop. Oh, yes, shop. I got a little bit of this and I got a little bit of that. Oh, yeah. I got a grand old holiday sale. Now everyone is welcome to come inside. Ooh. Come on in. You will see when you step inside. Ooh. You don't even have to be invited. Everyone is welcome if they buy from my boy Toy Shop. I got different shapes and all kinds of sizes. Some of them even come with prizes. So many I are to decide it. My boy Toy Shop. I got blue
2: brown, and... He has become the ambassador of Bounce. So that, uh, whether he's comfortable with that crown or not, the whole genre sort of depends on him conveying it to people that aren't from the area. Um, which then puts on the burden of like, well, what if you... Do you want to make a song that isn't Bounce? How are people gonna? How are the people back home gonna feel about that? How are people in a new city gonna feel because they thought that they knew that th- they thought this was the thing that you were, and this was how they accessed this thing, and now they can't. And so with the Christmas project, you know, it's not bounce really because <laughs> I wanted like I can I'm in the studio with Frida. Frida can do whatever genre you you can imagine. So why why wouldn't we do that? Um, he's bigger than bounce (laughs) he's uh he's bigger than a cooking show he's he's all of it at once you know so which is to me like a very modern artist thing because it's nowadays all artists kind of have to be this like to to be at the level that freed is at like a branded institution
0: yeah so let's make room for some music here before we get into what you know what the recent ep uh, shows us in how, like, non bounce Frida. Why don't we go back to, uh, let's hear um, Make It Jingle.
1: It's Christmas time! Oh, ho, ho. And y'all know what that means! It's time for big extravagant gifts, the type you find in the driveway, drive the driveway, driveway, drive the driveway, hey! driveway, drive the driveway, it's Christmas time, it's Christmas time! I've been naughty, but I've also been Nice. I made a wish list and I checked it twice. I want a new portion of matching bins. I could show Santa how to spin.
2: Lips are red, pockets are green. Tis the
0: season to be queen. Well, okay, so how did that happen?
2: Um, I knew that Jingle Bells needed an update it's one of the most like pervasive Christmas songs that you don't actually want to listen to. You know, it's like Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star or something. It's like everyone knows it, but eh. And so uh, me and John Michael Rochelle uh, were in the room together working, and I was like, you know, can you just, can you play dun, 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 like the Jingle Bells thing, but like alter it a little so that it's like hip-hop and, and off just a little bit, um, and also like the Christmas and Hollis reference came to mind and so we built the beat around that like knowing it's like a, a derivative of jingle bells um I think your average person probably wouldn't hear that in it um, but I wanted to carry over that reference into the top line as well and so the whole idea was like I get I get cars for Christmas that's the level I'm at you right, know right. <laughs> and, so, and like and I want a car for Christmas, and. Um, your car is your status and you can jingle your keys and so like that that was kind of the origin of it it's so, like at the beginning um you know for to saying like it's time for the type of gifts you find in the driveway right type thing but of course you know it, it evolves into just making it jingle it is your ass it's your attitude it's your make your energy jingle make you know your you jingle is the same thing as you know, go, 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 go. It's just the same call to action sort of. Right. Um, but the, the original image in my mind was like a bunch of people in a club pulling out their car keys going, you know, kind of like showing off, you know, I've got a ride, I've got a ride. Uh, that was like the literal image that was probably too specific ah, <laughs> to follow to its end point. Um Yeah.
1: was the night before Friday and all through the club They were drinking and smoking and tearing it up It was a cold night, but the place was lit It was packed, wall-to-wall, no room to see Cross all over on Josephine I had worked all day, had had no sleep But I found my next big days, And I made my way to the West Bay I you
0: never know, some of the songs sound like they're referencing or sort of, not exactly sampling, but things like uh, Dance the Sugar Plum Fairies, or the, I hear like little bits of, you know, from uh, either they sound like from musicals or, you know, or references to them. How, what kind of things do? How do those songs, sort of, uh, how much of a part of your uh, Christmas past or things like sugar, like uh, Nutcracker?
1: Um, yeah, all of that was, you know, in in, in my um, in my past growing up. You know what I'm saying? You wanted to. Um, you know, you would think about all the stuff that came on the Nutcracker, you know, Charlie Brown Christmas, you know, just going back as a kid, just remembering all of the stuff that you saw around those, time, those times, even movies, you know, the Home Alones and, and, you know, just all of the fun things that I grew up seeing and, you know, trying to reference a little bit of this and that. From all of the different past um, experiences and things I've saw, you know? Right. Oh, I told it here.
0: and I've talked to people about Christmas music that they've talked about at some level they had to think about is this what they want to do now? And partly because in some cases I remember talking to one musician who said he had a hard time keeping band members to play Christmas music because you know, to some degree they think of Christmas as a family time and they didn't start playing rock and roll to have a sort of PG experience. And I was wondering... You know that if you had to think, stop and think about whether this was sort of the time in your career where you wanted to make Christmas music, or or how you thought through the process of like doing Christmas music now. I just you know,
1: with me, I'm 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 so blessed to be able to make whatever type of music that I want. And when I wanted to do Christmas, I was just like, I want to do a Christmas album. You know, I want to do a Christmas EP. I want to do a Christmas song. So I didn't. I didn't second guess it. I just went straight forward, and um, you know when I did, my team was totally behind it. They was like, "Hell yes! Oh my god, let's do it!" And you know, no one had ever done uh, a local bounce Christmas album. Um, I always had been into the clubs, and um, you know, I would, you know, start to do Christmas songs around. Um, around the holiday time, like right after Thanksgiving come, I would usually rap a Christmas song over just an instrumental beat. So I've been bringing joy and Christmas songs in the club, but I finally decided to do a project of my own and put out my own Christmas music. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Santa. Bring me a dream, make him the cutest boy I've ever seen, (laughs) give him two lips like roses and clover, and tell him I'll be happy to bend over Santa, Santa. I've been so good, (laughs) I used protection whenever I could.
0: you recorded You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch with Preservation Hall. Was that your first Christmas song?
2: Yes, technically. Uh, (laughs) When you asked me that I had this sudden flash of a uh, super DIY music video that only lived for like four weeks online uh, from like 2013. So I'll say yes. Yes, it was my first Christmas song.
0: Okay, so now that you've said this, so tell me about this DIY uh, Christmas video oh, no. from
2: 2013. <laughs> so, well, that year I um, released a music video on the first of every month. Um, and so some of them were super professional looking and I even had a little budget and a DP. And then some of them were, you know, me and a camera. Um, and it was it was kind of like my own little art school because I didn't go to art school. It was like a crash course because as soon as I finished one, it was like, all right, time to start the next one I'd set this goal for myself and actually the goal was for me to do that release a video every month and then bail on boyfriend and not be an artist anymore it was going to be like my exit and uh, the opposite happened and ended up quitting my day job instead and becoming boyfriend full-time but anyways the 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 13th video the little Lanyap holiday surprise was a Christmas song I, I can barely remember I think it it was like very very stoic Um, and it went, uh, Christmas love, Christmas cheer, Christmas love and Christmas cheer. And it's me and the band Sex Party. And we were doing a lot of work together at the time. And we're just completely stoic face. To my knowledge, the video is lost to the ether. Um, but there was a slow motion scene of like bare chested chugging eggnog (laughs) that happened. (laughs) But I honestly forgot about that until you asked me just now. And I think it was more technically Sex Party" song featuring Boyfriend. <laughs> so, so I'm going to say Clean Slate, uh, my cover of The Grinch with Prez Hall's, my first one, because that's a much more graceful entrance into the uh, Christmas world. Okay. <laughs>
0: How did, now, this came out, it was a uh, a 2019 Spotify holiday single. How did it come about?
2: Um, I had just finished working with Prez Hall um, to do a rendition of one of my songs. And we really enjoyed the process of working together. And when Spotify went to them saying, hey, you want to do a Spotify singles holiday collection with you guys, where you do a few features with other artists, they chose me as one of the artists to collaborate with which much to my glee and delight. Um, And so the other artists were PJ Morton, uh, a couple instrumentals that were just Prez Hall, um, myself, and then Big Frida. So there actually was a uh, Prez Hall version of the Make It Jingle song from the first Christmas uh, project with Frida. So that song has has legs, I'm so glad. That's the, the beauty of recording Christmas music is every year there's the chance that it's gonna float back up into relevance.
0: So Preservation Hall came to you, did they know what song they wanted to do? Or was this a, uh, a conversation, uh, what it ought to be? No,
2: they, they just came to me saying, hey, do you want to do a Christmas song with you for this project? Got any ideas? Um, and I took a hot shower, which is normally what I do when I need an idea. Um, and I just started singing it and realized that it suited my voice really nicely. I'm not a super confident vocalist, Um, but I felt so comfortable singing it that I was really excited. And then I, with the towel still on my head, went and looked up what covers of it there had been. And I could find maybe two or three covers that were by a female vocalist. Um, So then that really excited me because I think coming from a woman's voice, it takes on, if you want it to, this other quality of like sort of playful resistance or commentary um, you know, we were still in the Trump era at that point, And, uh, this song of saying, listing all the reasons why this person or creature <laughs> is, is horrible and nasty and terrible, um, from this position of judgment is actually kind of empowering, I think. Um, and not a super common theme you find in Christmas music. So, yeah. so it seemed really interesting to me in the, like, you know, climate of, of Me Too and, and Trump being our president um, to sing that song. Now, I think most people there are probably not thinking about that when they <laughs> listen to it. They're just like, oh, this is that Grinch song. <laughs> um, but it was definitely one of the motivating factors um, for me to cover it. And then also it just is a great jazz song at its core. And so it sounds so beautiful. Um, I mean, I not to toot my own horn, pun intended, but this version of it is my favorite version. Like I actually listen to it and to be able to listen to your own music without like an academic sort of wincing mind, uh, is a great and rare gift. Um, there's a, there's still like one part that I'm like, (gasps) that I hear, but for the most part, I'm able to just put it on and be like, wow, I'm proud of this. This is a great version of this song. Um, and, and what a nice, like, clean gift that is.
0: Do you have any feeling for the degree to which they they tailored their arrangement to you?
2: Um, well, yeah. Well, we met. Me and Ben met beforehand to discuss the arrangement because uh, I didn't do the entire song. The song in both films, the live action and the animated has this break in it where you're just seeing the Grinch do stuff and there's lines, Cindy Lou, who comes in and he's like, I'm taking this tree. The light doesn't light on one side, all that stuff. And then it goes back into the song. And so the song, like if you just really do it in his is in my opinion, too long. So I like picked which verses I wanted to do, um, so stru- structured it out. And then we recorded it live which is still the only time I've ever done that. (laughs) Ah, ah, ah. Um, And it was scary because I, as the vocalist, was leading the band. So they were following my cues and I was literally kind of conducting with my hands, like holding a note, showing them when to take to cut off. And like, I've never done that before at all. (laughs) Ah, ah. Um, There are definitely a few funny stop start moments um, of me just like not being comfortable, like, conducting these like legendary musicians when (laughs) I've like never, I mean, I also like the first time I ever, ever performed with a live band was at preservation hall. Uh, so there's always this sort of like symbolic, like I'm doing something new. I'm, I do belong. I am a value sort of sensation when I work with them. Right. Um, plus the fact that it's Christmas. So yeah, it it was like emotional, but in all the, in all the good ways.
0: One of the things I thought was interesting, the reason I asked the question was because it's a very burlesque arrangement. It felt very much, you know, like it was, really was, it was, you know, so in the burlesque zone, it felt like, did they have the burlesque in mind and thought of you, or did you help them, you know, help say, hey, this kind of makes sense, doesn't it? I
2: think... I don't remember using the word burlesque at all, um, but I know that we discussed as a group how even in the animated version of it that na 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 is like so sassy and um, I mean yeah burlesque is a great word for it. Actually, come to think of it, I mean it's uh, I see a feather boa and like yeah. a boot suit or something when I when I hear that line um that instantly sets the tone for the whole song you know and of course the lyrics are amazing but without that lick i you know i don't think it would be the earworm that it is A mean one, Mr. Grinch, you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black pea.
0: Thanks to Big Frida and Boyfriend for the conversations. This is Boyfriend's third or fourth appearance on 12 Songs, which makes her my most frequent guest. You can find links to her previous appearance, including her takes on The Carpenters and Amy Grant, in the show notes. I'll also put a link to the original episode with Big Frida, since it includes the discussion of Otis and Bamkwisha and her relationship with RuPaul. As always, thanks to you for listening, and thanks to AF the Naysayer for the theme music. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, you can find me on Facebook and at 12songsofchristmas.com. We'll wrap up today with one more take on Mi Burrito Sabanero, a reggaeton remix by Marco Pastor Estelas. It sounds to me like the version Boney M forgot to release in 1981. Talk to you next week. <laughs>